Everything that makes country racing great. This is Bushbeat on Radio Tab. It's the local Dustins running along in front. Yankee Blossom's got across to sit outside of it, the 600. And they've broken away now about five lengths to miss the beans. Bindango's being ridden along now to go forward, Sir Johnny. Well back then comes here's lucky. Yowie something from nothing and take it with you. But it's Dustin's in front. Yankee Blossoms looks the only danger about a length and a half away coming to the turn. Then there's about ten lengths to Bindango on the home turn now. And Dustin's railed brilliantly. Yankee Blossom on the outside getting out after it. Here's a great battle. Yankee Blossom and Dustin's. Dustin's in front hanging on from Yankee Blossom's and Dustin's has just lasted to beat Hanky, Yankee Blossom. It's a local victory. A distant third. Certainly victory. was. And that was race two at miles on the weekend. The jockey was Sarah Robbins and Tony and Rob are going to profile the trainer of Dustin's winning that maiden plate at miles race two on the weekend. Tony Clements is with us now. Good morning, Tony. Good morning, Stephen. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Bushbeat for another week on Radio Tab, rounding up all of the country news. And yes, Dustin's the very first winner for trainer Malaya Hill, who we're going to profile and showcase this morning as we roll into Bushbeat, as well as looking back at what happened at Nanango on the weekend and look at what is coming up in the week ahead. It's an anniversary today. Bushbeat first went to air on Radio Tab on Valentine's Day 2006. So happy 17th anniversary. Rob Luck, good morning. Good morning, Tony. Good morning, listeners. Yes, it's the one time of the year that we say uh, happy Valentine's Day to Bushbeat and also to you and Wendy, happy anniversary because I know it's your reminder day for that important day in your lives, Tony. Yes, it's a great tip that I can give all of the young players out there. <laughs> Find a, uh, a good day where you don't have to buy more than one present. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was more remembering the date was important as well. Well, it's that too, it, yeah. As you get older and older, you, you need something that's going to remind you along the way. But, yeah, now it's becoming also the anniversary of when Bushbeat first went to wear. And we're into year 18. I keep getting lost with the number of years. Yeah, yeah, 17 years and going strong. Entering our 18th year, I haven't done the math, but it means it's something like 850 shows, or eight, upwards of 850, I reckon, um, that either you or I, one or the other of us, have been here at 10.30 on a Tuesday morning, barring Melbourne Cup days, barring things like when Christmas Day or Boxing Day or New Year's mm -hmm. Day fell on a Tuesday, uh, and we had to make way for the, uh, the Saturday-style previews on Radio Tab. We have been here, either you or I, every week for the last 17 years promoting country racing. I think that's something that we should be very, very proud of, and I know that we get a lot of great feedback from a lot of people out there that do tune in every week, either live or through the podcast, and are very appreciative of the the work that we put in. We do a lot of it for the love, Rob, but uh, it is for the love of country racing. Oh, most definitely, and uh, very proud, as you said, to be able to be part of that team for that period of time and, and promoting and highlighting people and even tipping winners, Tony. We, we sometimes don't put the knockers on things. We even got a multi-up. I, I just was a little bit disappointed we didn't get an invite from uh, Jared Daffy uh, to have a bush beat multi every week, but we did do a pretty good job last week. Oh, it's a very close society on that breakfast show, Multi, trying to get into that on a Friday. I've tried in the past. I can tell you it's near impossible to try and crack that code to get in. But I hope that uh, others were able to get on because I know that you didn't back either of them and I know that I didn't back either of them because we didn't want to put the mock on Caitlin Johnston, who we profiled on the show last week with She's a Singer, uh, having uh, saluted at uh, Warwick last Tuesday and starting at somewhere around 5 or $6. And then Brett Moody was able to tip us into Denny's a Suspect for Terry Hall in race nine. And 
and it got up as the $2.60 favourite. So there's a pretty handy little multi that you might have just been able to grab last Tuesday. I don't know that we can do something similar today, but whenever we've got something that looks even faintly resembles a tip, we'll certainly be doing that. We're going to hear from Brett Moody very soon to recap Marilla Cup Day there at Miles on the weekend and also hear about Massini winning back-to-back Marilla Cups back, I'm sure, on the uh, Battle of the Bush campaign for uh, trainer Dale Groves. But let's profile a young trainer who's uh, started to come into the winning circle for the very first time, in fact, on the weekend with Dustin's. This is a horse that was previously with Matt Boland and Luke Miller, and we'll hear more about the Miles program as we roll through today. But let's welcome Malaya, Car- Malaya, I can say Malaya Castle, Malaya Hill to the program this morning. But the first thing I've got to ask, am I saying it right? Is it Malaya or Malia? Malia. Malia, thank you. Because every time I say it, I'm thinking, I bet that's wrong. And you can always guarantee that if you if you bat 50 cents each way, you're going to go for the wrong side of the flip of the corn. So, Malia, congratulations right. with your win there on the weekend and welcome to Bushmeat. Thank you very much. I'm sure, Malia, that um, you would have uh, liked hearing that replay. It wouldn't be the first time since Saturday you've done it. But before we get to the win of Dustin's, can I just ask you, it's pretty uh, dramatic times out there with uh, bushfires going on. What, what's the latest uh, for the community out there with uh, fighting those bushfires? Oh, it's a little bit wild out here at the moment. Um, I've actually just pulled up on the tractor from Cutting Breaks. So, good timing, guys. Um, no, it's it's not looking too bad today. I can't see really any flare-ups at the moment. But, you know, the boys are on the ground. They're doing the best that they can. Um, that's all you can hope for at the moment. Bit of a monitor and, and watch the... Um, Queensland fiery site. Yeah, not not good times, but uh, hopefully all coming good. But back to Saturday at Miles for this great meeting where a great crowd, I believe, in attendance. And and Dustin's first win in 23 starts, not only your first win, but his first win. Take us through the process of how you came about Dustin's and how you've got him into this winning form. It's a, it's a bit of a story. <laughs> um, so... I was offered um, the training of Dustin's when Nelson Dory um, did himself a bit of a mischief in the paddock. So uh, Luke and Sarah kept me going with my training and offered me the big chestnut horse Dustin's. So that was around Christmas time and we've just been uh, working together really to put it all together. And there's a massive team of us that helps out. So... Um, I, I swear to goodness, these horses, I take one or two to the races and they've got about 15 strappers. So <laughs> it's a big team that helps me and they're all very excited and hopefully we can get a few more winners. We were watching some of the live footage there on Regional Cast on Facebook on the weekend and I saw someone rush out to open up the uh, enclosure gate. I don't know that that was you in the straw hat going out there to, to let everybody back in, but, yeah, we could hear yelps and hoots and hollers. Uh, I'm sure that uh, there would have been plenty coming up and hugging you and saying, well done. Uh, it was um, it was really incredible, actually, especially being on your home turf. I mean, everyone was screaming. I was probably screaming the loudest. <laughs> I could have been heard from miles away, but it was just, I think it just added to the excitement even more because you got your home crowd behind you. Mm. Um, yeah, no, it, it was a very, very good day for us. So we're pleased with the big horse's effort. We're often 
we're often worried in in country racing that um, where will be the new where will the new trainers come from uh, when we lose lose trainers through age or retirement but we're mm. starting to see the emergence of people like yourself and I know you're in the young bracket because you're only in your 20s my information tells me Malia I was having a little talk to Luke and Sarah this morning to get the background um, <laughs> but how did you get involved I know you have a real relationship with uh, Mel and Billy Johnson who were at Miles as well was it a natural progression is it something in your past the family history uh, how did how did move did you move into the training ranks? Um, my family's always had horses and they actually had shares in horses with Des Johnson. So when, um, I suppose, Mel and Bill, they got back to town and then I moved back to town and sort of got in cahoots with them again and, um, yeah, it sort of, sort of just progressed from there. And I, um, well, when Mel and Bill left town... I missed it so much. Like, I was travelling as much as I could to see them and go and visit the horses again. But I missed training. Well, sorry, I missed being around the racing industry that much that I sort of had a midlife crisis. That old was I 28, 29. And um, decided to uh, go for my trainer's tickets. And I remember calling Mel Johnson and going, I'm having a midlife crisis. I've done this. What do you think? <laughs> and she, I tell you what, she she was right behind it from the start, and she actually helped me with my um, first horse. Was that I'm Jacko? No, no, I'm Jacko is only a a recent acquisition, but um, my first horse was Nelson Dory. I tell you okay. what, couldn't get a better better old fella. He he tries his hardest each time. And um, we got him. We got him close at Chinchilla, and then, uh, as I said, he did uh, himself a bit of mischief. I wanted to ask you about Nelson Dory because I was looking into uh, some of your runners, and I saw that second at Chinchilla going back to December. That moment mm. must have been a very thrilling, just to get to that sort of level. Because the previous go at Toowoomba, he copped the stewards' warning for being uncompetitive. Yeah, and there was a few changes we had to make for him, so we um, put a. Um, tongue control bit on him mm-hmm. which and just a few changes with feed and stuff like that really got back to basics had a few hard conversations with the parents and stuff like that and um, we basically went well we'll see if he improves at Chinchilla if not it's time for retirement and I'll retrain him and find him his forever home yeah we, we expected him to improve, but we didn't expect him to improve that much. So that was that was absolutely incredible. It sort of kept the dream alive a little bit. Well, that's a fair training performance in itself to go from having a, a steward's bar almost mm. um, to yep. actually coming back and being runner-up as much as, yeah, beaten, beaten about 0.8 of a length in that, uh, that maiden chinchilla. That's a fair turnaround in the form uh, in the space yeah. of basically just three or four weeks. Yeah, um, we we put a fair bit of hard work into it and just sat down. Like I sat down with a whole heap of people and just spoke it through. And um, like even Cecily, who rode him, um, had a bit of input. So we decided on the course of action, and I um, just worked him. I obviously, had to work him in that tongue control bit, mm-hmm. and um, he. He never resented it at all. And as I said, we're expecting him to improve. We just didn't expect that much. 
it's always, it was, it's always um, good it was quite when exciting. they surprise you. Yeah, exactly right. And, like, this is the big horse I take to Pony Club. He does everything. He's been to Jump Club. You know, they all get the whole kitchen sink thrown at them. They're not, they're not just on the track or going to track work constantly. So it was... Um, it was pretty exciting for the big fella. You, you've certainly had good mentors with uh, Billy and Mel Johnson. Billy's a, a renowned horseman, of course, and uh, now you've got a good team behind you. With well, Sarah Robbins rode uh, Dustin's on the weekend. Would have been very exciting because originally with it, Sarah and Luke Miller, and uh, they're building the team around you, I believe, Malia. Yeah, it's um, it's very exciting. I've had really some great people um through racing and even before i started racing you know have their input and um as i said to racing queens i'm like this this wasn't my win this was our win because there's so many people involved and i like i like getting advice from people and then sort of making my own decision when it comes to the horses um so luke sarah mal and bill you know there's a there's so many people involved who I get advice from, get a bit of guidance. Um, that way I can make sort of an informed decision. Um, but, yeah, I've got an awesome little team. Um, well, I should say big team. There's there's a lot of people who are, who are keeping me going, so I can't thank them enough, honestly. You mentioned racing Queensland there, and, and well done, Jordan Gerrins, with another great story um, that you'll be able to send out. Uh, link that up onto your Facebook page, Malia, with rookie trainer grabs maiden victory at her home track. Now, I won't say that we were stalking, but looking at your Facebook page, I did see your thank you up there on the weekend. And you yeah. did highlight a lot of people that you wanted to thank, which you've added in this morning. Um, but yeah. something that I wanted to highlight that I had noticed on the page there as well, we talk about the things like the fires out that way at the moment and the, the mad heat that's going on on uh, at this late stage of summer. I want to say well done to all of those involved who put the esky full of drinks and ice out uh, for all of the participants, the, the strappers, the trainers, the jockeys, uh, everyone that was out there doing it tough in the heat uh, with the yeah. help there of, of some of the local stables but also some of the local sponsors uh, and businesses in town like the Q Hotel. I remember having many a cold lemonade at the old Queensland there and it's great to see that kind of thing happening still at these country meetings. Oh, most definitely, and that was um, something brought up by Luke and Sarah. How about we do this on a on a hot summer's day? And we just went right. Let's make it happen. Mm. Um, so we all got in and got down there race day and threw in all the supplies. And I tell you what, it was a bit of a hit. <laughs> I and can I, imagine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep. and you know we were able to get drinks to the people who needed it. You know, it it was a hot day. Yeah. And, we were quite worried, you know, like just to even have bottles of water there for people to take, it just makes that little bit of difference. And Malia and Tony, one one thing I've learned over the years with committees and race days, not every committee's uh, got the racing knowledge behind them, but the Miles group appear to be going forward and utilising the racing knowledge of, of people like yourself, Malia and Sarah and uh, Luke, because it even got to the point... Now, I had Paul Hamlin ring me over the weekend to say, please mention that that Miles track's the best it's ever been in. There used to be holes in it. It was always hard. But apparently the committee, working with the advice of uh, the experience of jockeys, 
uh, got hold of Dominic Kerwick and Kerwick Earth Moving, and they ripped it up. They redid it layer by layer, and it's it ended up with a really great surface, so much so that it, it's the sort of track you'd probably look to say, well, let's race on it a little bit more often. But good on the committee, too, for taking on board the advice and seeking that information. I would completely agree with that. They... They are doing an awesome job, honestly. Like we've we've been doing track work on that track for a little while now, and it's it's just gone, it's just gotten better and better each time. And you know, for race day, they had it spot on. So well done to the committee. They put in a lot of hard work, and you know, with most country clubs, there's only a few volunteers, so it takes a fair bit of time, and you know, a lot of dedication from those committee members so i'd like to say a big thank you to all of them for putting on such a great day it was fantastic and as rob said it's the sort of track that could cope with a lot more meetings than, than what it currently has and i guess part of that is the infrastructure that's there and the, and the backup with a good solid working committee but we've always yep. highlighted how well placed miles is as far back as when les ross was training there before mel and billy took mm-hmm. up residence right on the crossroads there you're within a couple of hours strike for so many stables whether they're coming almost from across the border down past gundawindi or maybe yep. you know, well i was going to say maybe not quite up as far as rocky but there are some rocky runners that come down like Jared Willow's on the weekend. Um, but the yeah. ones from out west and those that might not be quite up to, say, uh, Toowoomba or Warwick sort of stage, Miles just yep. really places itself geographically so well. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, it's it's a huge, a huge thing because we, we've only got the one meeting a year and, honestly, it would be lovely to have a second, but, you know, it takes a fair bit of manpower to put these, these sort of race days on. Mm. Um so, you know, the commi- that's obviously the committee's decision or, you know, Racing Queensland or whoever. But I think well done for, for the one race that they have because they made it absolutely spectacular for everyone involved. And if they choose to run a second um, throughout the year or a third or however many they decide to take on board, um, all I ask is that if anyone's got some free time, come on down and give them a hand. Yeah. I've got to ask one quick question, though. Uh, we mentioned before that Bush Beat's in its 18th year, and I think going back, Miles was the club that used to put together... They used to put together a uh, community um, booklet as part of the race book. They had every business name listed in it. Do they still do that, Malia? That I'm unsure of. I, I didn't even get a chance to have a look at my race book on race day, so I can't <laughs> answer that one. I'm sure you framed it now with that window. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was on a bit of a high, so, um, yeah, sorry, I can't answer that one for you. And last question before we do let you go this morning and get back to those fire breaks. Um, as much as Dustin's didn't race in the uh, the uh, the green and black colours, I wanted to ask you about the uh, the green with black horseshoe and crossed pistons that Nelson Dory <laughs> races in. What's the significance of the crossed pistons? I've never seen that on a set of colours. <laughs> so we own workshops um, and impart business in miles. Mm-hmm. So it's actually a design that my partner and a friend of ours came up with um, when obviously I was first applied for my trainer's licence because I wanted my own colours. So they sat down and um, decided on that design and I saw it and I'm like, yes, that, that's <laughs> going to be us. And they um, they said, there you go, there's some horsepower for you. So Fantastic. Like, All right. 
eventually we'll be known as horsepower racing, but, you know, we'll um, keep plodding along and see where things lead. But we're hoping to get a few more horses in those colours. I've got Jacko coming through, so hopefully the old boy will be able to race in them for me. And is Nelson Dory going to come back, or is that his time done after doing himself a little uh, misadventure? No, he's coming back. He'll be back. And where's Wonderful Dustin's to be able off to? to. Sorry, Rob, say again. Uh, where's Dustin's off to next, Malia, so we can keep following? It's a little bit up in the air at the moment. I've got to sit down with the team and um, sort of try and place him, obviously, where we think he's going to have the best shot. Um, the big fella really doesn't have much of a turn of foot, so he has to be out and he has to lead, so they have to catch him. <laughs> um, but I'll tell you what, I watched that um, replay of him coming around that corner. Sarah couldn't have ridden that any better. She <laughs> she had him turning real tight. So um, we'll we'll find a track that he's going to be able to handle. And look, he he's really really done well. I was absolutely terrified taking him to work the first run we had with him. And I'm going this this is going to be too short. Um, but he put in. A really, really good fourth. I was super proud of him. Um, and we stepped him up to the 1400 at deep water and he put in a good run there and we went, right, we'll give him a touch of a freshen up because we're bringing him back again. And um, I was still stressing that Miles was going to be too short. But he um, he got out in front and he, he actually battled it out. So I'm half thinking maybe Gatton or maybe Blackall. I don't know yet. Or at least at that crossroads, you've got plenty of options up your sleeve. Wonderful to be able to uh, showcase your uh, training career so far and congratulate you on your inaugural win there with Dustin's. And I'm sure it's going to be uh, the first of, of many, many more to come. Thanks for joining us this morning. Thank you so much for your time. Malia Hill joining us here on Bushbeat this week. Uh, we mentioned Paul Hamlin there in uh, Rob's track report about the Miles program on the weekend. Paul was a successful jockey aboard Messini in the Marilla Cup. But they're really hooking it along, and it's the uh, stable mates now. It's patented racing on the outside of office. Jim looking to take a bit of a breather. Mossini stalking them in third, followed now by Courtesy Bus, who's wider on the track, running past the 600 and halfway down. And they're followed next by Ancient Echoes, who has the inside running and about three off the lead as the cup field thunders towards the turn. And to the stable mates going head and head now. It's patented and on the outside of office. Jim and Mossini peeled out with these big weight. They can heal the till box rattling as Hamlin gets serious on Mossini now. They've dropped off Peyton and followed by Courtesy Butch and Aided Echoes on the point of the turn and Hamlin hit the detonator on Mossini and he left them standing like he did last year, Mossini and he put a big gap in them. Look at the margin. It's out to five again. He blitzed them. Second aim off as Jim third was either Courtesy Yes, last year Mossini won the Marilla Cup by officially five links. This year, officially five points three links as Brett Moody said in the call Paul Hamlin hit the detonator even with the big weight of the toolbox jingling away there 63 and a half kilos at all another great call from Brett Moody who's with us on Bushbeat again this week good morning Moods yes good morning boys and happy anniversary and Thank uh, you. <laughs> yeah it uh, seems like yesterday doesn't it <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure. time flies when you're having fun. Great call there and a great win by Messini. Only a field of five, but still a great race. Yeah, um, and uh, 
I sort of, you know, in the, in the heat of the battle, you get a bit carried away and thought, and I mentioned that I don't think there's a horse anywhere in Queensland that'll beat him on the sand uh, currently. And uh, sometimes you step back, but I can't think of one at the moment. Of course, he beat Fab's Cowboy by five lengths last year on that track, and Fab's was um, going pretty well at that time, obviously past his his best. But, um, you know, that field yesterday included Ancient Echoes, who was the last start to room winner. Uh, you've got uh, Payton that, that had um, uh, provincial form office, Jim, two runs back, ran fourth at Doombin, and uh, courtesy bus, the... Um, the uh, visitor from uh, Rocky had run uh, second to Age of Innocence um, at Emerald at his uh, previous run, and he was uh, getting some with the claim 54. We got, he got um, some nine and a half kilos off Massini, and he just sat off them. And, and as you heard there, um, you know, he just he just put a gap in them, and uh, just just made them look like Class B horses. And they were, you know, it's a pretty well established uh, open company field, so. Come off his uh, big win at the Gold Coast, which we must admit to um, getting him, uh, getting some money out of him there. Uh, he won by nearly five lengths there, uh, and again beat an open handicap field there, Pivotal Motion and Bowl Warrior. Um, and I always said I've just got a little theory about the uh, these poly tracks that they they're conducive to horses that handle the sand, and that's why I sort of was pretty confident he'd win. But he actually uh, jarred up a little bit from the Gold Coast track, so. I think Dale's that keen to take him back there. I thought he'd win every second week uh, by running at the uh, at the Gold Coast, but uh, he w- he had to pressure him up a little bit to get over the Gold Coast run. So they're a little bit nervous there. And Mario De Carlo has a number of horses. He was on track again this year. He was pretty nervous as well and pretty delighted. So it was good to see that emotion. But uh, gee, that was a big win uh, by Messini. He did break the track record uh, that he set last year. Of course, as you've heard, the um, the track has been uh, re-renovated and um, you know uh, a lot more cushioned and a lot softer than it has been in the past. So as a result, um, the the records are, are safe, but of course, uh, so are the horses. So that was a, a pleasing aspect of the day. Yeah, good good morning to you, Brett. Um, he's in tremendous form, Mercedes. And let's not forget this horse ran fifth in a Battle of the Bush and fourth in the Country Stampede. So he's he really is a as a classy animal, and uh, I'm sure those sort of targets are there. But but Brett, the day I'm really glad to see Tessa Townsend back in the winner's circle and uh, scoring a, a double on the day with Royce Connolly and uh, Harry Richardson. Yes, and uh, I mentioned there was a couple of reasons last week that it was getting almost impossible with all these new trainers uh, to keep uh, track of all the stats. And I was actually contemplating, you know, just putting my hands in the air. That was too much because it's obviously a, a lot of manual uh, manual effort. But then you got um, Malia's uh, first winner, um, and you know, had I, had I not done that uh, bit of research. Uh, you, you're able to, uh, like a lot of local people knew about it, but then once you announce on the crowd, on, to the crowd, um, you could hear the roar um, go up there simultaneously. So that's uh, very pleasing. And Tess Townsend, um, been following Tess quite regularly, and of course she's a star up in the Northern Territory at the moment, but um, doesn't get a lot of opportunities uh, out west uh uh, anymore, but uh, she took the opportunity. She got a double, and she took her tally to 99 wins. So uh, it's a bit disappointing because uh, I hope for her sake. My next meeting is uh, in a few weeks away, so I probably won't get to. Hopefully for her sake, she notches up the hundred before then. Uh, but if so, we're able to give her a shout out because it's um, yeah something that's our job to do. 
Um, and, um, you know, it's good enough for uh, the top liners like uh, Ray Warren and uh, Matthew Hill and uh, <laughs> Bruce McAvaney to do. Um, you know, we've, and uh, it's very hard in these day and age where uh, there's so many races, but I guess the presenters, uh, you know, they're interviewing someone. They should should really know it's their first win or their or their um, yeah their hundredth win or whatever. But um, mm. yeah, hopefully, um, whoever's calling Tessa's hundredth win um, can actually do it because it, there's nothing like doing it on the day at the time. Uh, I remember vividly Matt Crop's 100. Um, Dolby winner. He's only the only recorded uh, trainer to do that. And I sat down with, uh, as we got a bit closer with Matt to work out whether the records sort of captured his whole, uh, and he thought it was his whole career, and I thought it was close enough. So, um, yeah, we went with that, and uh, the only recorded winner. We were able to announce that on the day, and, you know, they get the applauds rather than sort of seeing it on Facebook uh, a week later. But, yeah, so Tess uh, got a winning double, and... Um, yeah, a couple of outsiders as well. But, of course, uh, the story that you may have seen if you're watching it live on uh, regional cast at Grazzi, um sort of shied and, and uh, dropped her at the um, up behind the start for the uh, final event. And um, off he wandered. Usually they do a bolt, but he sort of wandered. And the older horse, he was just sort of having a little Sunday Saturday afternoon stroll. And then he got a bit of pace up along the back straight there and... And then uh, they were able to herd him into the enclosure and uh, the vet you know, put the um, heartbeat rate on him and all that sort of stuff. They went over him and he passed him fit to start and he, he um, came out and, and bolted in the second time around. So he enjoyed his uh, little look around miles uh, and uh, he bolted in that last event, which is the benchmark 60 over the 1,500 metres. And beat a pretty good field there because you've got Akatino, who was, um, uh, you know, runner-up at Mackay and Rockhampton. You'll see a few of those horses in today at Mackay at tab meetings. Uh, and Elizano's obviously very, been very, uh, very consistent. But, uh, yeah, she handled him pretty well. She was no frightened, not frightened to get back on. She knew it was just one of those things. And... Uh, and uh, she sooled him around and for the veteran trainer and Harry Richardson and how many races has he won in the bush, we certainly lost count. Yeah, and how many times do you see it on a country track when a horse does the bolt? You get on them, I reckon, because they seem to warm up and run well. And uh, also a rather winner, Fumble Ruski, interesting little name there. And uh, uh, just so pleased to see uh, Tess do that. And I'm sure she might be at uh, Blackhall. She often ends up at that track for their opening meeting, so you never know where that 100th comes up. But I believe Shannon Apthorpe's been out of the saddle a while, and that's a good win with uh, Ducky Baper with Misery Miss on the day. Yeah, the, uh, Shannon uh, hadn't ridden since July. Uh, he's had a few forced holidays in his time, but uh, this was uh, uh, one that he just uh, needed a break. And he's, he said he's very unusual because um, actually when he's in full training and full riding, the more horses he rides, the more weight he puts on. He said it was just getting too hard to battle the weight. Um, and he said, you know, he actually loses weight when he's... Um, when he's not riding, so that's the opposite to most uh, jockeys. Um, and yeah, he was, he, he was around 50, 51 or 52 kilos on Saturday. He said, uh, you know, in a few weeks' time, I'll be up to 55, 56. But yeah, he teamed up with the Ducky Baker trained Misery Miss. She's, of course, out of the, that the very good mare that he had, uh, easy game. She won six out of 10 and just had her career cut short. But um, 
This mare, you know, she's uh, been thereabouts in uh, provincial grade and looks to maybe gone to a next level. Ducky Baker, as he always does, often starts them off in the um, in the country to give them that uh, that little. Uh, confidence boost uh, so it'll be interesting to follow her through this uh, campaign she's now won three out of 13 with six minor placings Talking another about great weekend there for the miles and district amateur picnic race club from the uh, marilla cup program on saturday we've got to fly because we've still got to get through to nango before we wrap up uh, edition number 860 or whatever it is of Bushbeat this week where are you off to your next brett uh, next meeting will be uh, the uh, Dolby Newmarket Lightning Day uh, for the first uh, fourth of March, so the first Saturday in March. So that's a tab program. Uh, it's a big program at the thirty thousand dollar Newmarket, and the uh, the Lightning a twenty thousand dollar race. Well, I look forward to catching up with you very soon. Thanks for joining us on Bushbeat this week. All the best to boys, and uh, yeah, I'm a bit disappointed you didn't take the uh, Bushbeat tip. Uh, actually, like got <laughs> nearly just under seventeen. I don't want to crow, but. Uh, just under seventeen dollars there, and I just thought, oh, I like both those horses, so I'll throw a twenty bucker on it. So that was uh, that was very nice. Oh, we're well, not we're happy Brett. to supplement we, you. We help by staying off it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we didn't want to put our out of weight on on the, for sure. So, but no, we're, we're happy to accept all slings and and you can you know you know the regular address to send the money through to. Yeah, no, uh, you know the rules. You've got to be on track, mate, to collect. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'd forgotten about that. I've been out of the game for a while. Good on your moods. We'll catch up soon. All the best, boys. I mentioned we've got Nanango to wrap up and we're going to highlight here, well, it's not a trainer, Rob, that's uh, had his first winner, but first winner with this horse uh, and we're going to uh, replay race two. This was the cutest maiden plate uh, with the story here from the trainer Adam Brisky, the first win by Inverness since joining Adam. Up to inside the 400 metres they run, Inverness travels sweetly. It's about a half in front, being stirred along on the inside, and the green and black is loud attraction. They're followed by Methyl and going very deep as Pressy, and then Prothea on the inside was next. Inverness broke away. It's a couple in front inside the final 150. On the outside, light attraction's coming. Inverness is going very strongly. Here's a local wind coming up. Inverness wins by about a length and a half. Second home is loud attraction. Spinner has come from a tail to get third. Inverness was previously with Gwenda Markwell and Rob now with uh, Adam Brisky training on track there at the Nango, as Ro- Ross Stanley said in the call, a local win. Uh, and he's had a good run with Inverness so far. I think I was looking through the stats, something like three placings from 10 starts with that Saboog mare before that maiden win on Saturday at the Nango. Adam's fourth winner in a year, February 22, commenced the training career. And uh, great to, as I said, great to see these new trainers coming into the ranks, Tony. And uh, they'll uh, they'll soon be joining those other ones uh, that uh, are st- going extremely well, uh, such as the Corey and Kylie Gearin uh, stable. Aren't they going great guns? Uh, they took the win in the ratings band 0 to 60 with... See, see for yourself over Araku, Secret and Kohiko. And they have a country strike rate of 35.5%, that particular stable. Um, and they had the Toowoomba winner as well uh, on the weekend. And you, you relate that to people like Clinton Taylor uh, going at 45% in the country. Amazing strike rates. And those younger training brigade doing a fantastic job. Uh, talking about trainers who had a winner at Toowoomba, Mark Curry also took the first there with Heroes Trinket and he had a, uh, a winner at Toowoomba that night, this heroic valour three-year-old filly. She dislodged um, Soraya Champkin going past the post and uh, Soraya ended up in Kingaroy Hospital. I don't have an update there for, about Soraya, but hopefully all well. 
and uh, yeah, she couldn't take the rides at Toowoomba that night. But Heroes Trinket over quarter past and Holy Chariot in that Class B. And uh, the other winners on the day, the big winner of the day was Red Gadget for Glenn Richardson and Hannah Richardson, the biggest winning margin of 3.8 lengths over Lively Lass and Sunny Excels for the DEFCON Mayor. Uh, so it's something that's uh, going to be going well, I think, in future. Very exciting win in the Open Handicap with this good combination of Pat Duff and Wendy Peel. are at it again, getting the winners. Hard landing, the all-too-hard first run for the stable. It is an ex-Glenn Richardson horse, defeating Wanda and Fire King for a Olivia Cairns. That's a couple of uh, non-tab runs now for Fire King. Uh, just keep an eye on Olivia's runners there when it comes to things like the Battle of the Bush uh, down the track. So a very successful day of one of the many meetings we'll hear of Nanango coming up during the year. Uh, Tony, and talking about those jockey premierships for the uh, country areas, Robbie Farr sits in the lead with 26, leading T Tyler Leslight by 7. Tanya Parry, the trainer, in front at 23, leading Billy Johnson by 6. And Brett uh, mentioned that uh, multi that we got. We keep mentioning it. Well, there's two in Mackay today. Uh, I think that Clary Herman, who owns both gallopers, one's very short, Age of Innocence, going for five at uh, five of five at the track. But an interesting runner is Sizzling Samurai in the same colours for Nick Walsh. Uh, a half to Morris Press. He's in a later race. Uh, it's uh, relatively inexperienced. It just could be uh, two that get up for owner Harry, uh, Clary Herman, we hope, and trainer Nick Walsh from the weekend. We were on Tuesday, I Rob, say. you mentioned that fall with um, the Sarai Champkin there at Nanango. Really good write-up from Graham Potter at his website, horseracingonly.com.au and uh, through Graham's Facebook page. That also uh, highlights not just the recovery there for Sarai, but also uh, Isabella Rab-Jones. Bella had a fall uh, at uh, Toowoomba, I think it was. And uh, then there was also the one uh, in town on the weekend there at Durban with uh, Michael Carl and uh, Lani Allen uh, as... Uh, as Graham says in his uh, story, it could have been better, but it could have been a whole lot worse. And, uh, yeah, thankfully there's uh, none of those uh, injuries are in that very, very serious category. You know, it could have been so much better, but, yeah, we know that it could have been worse. And as far as Soraya, she said on her Facebook status that she's fine, probably going to be back very soon, has a black eye, cut-up mouth and a bad concussion. And she said to Graham that she has that cut on her right eyelid which turned into a black eye and she must have bitten her tongue pretty bad when the horse uh, careered to the outside rail because she has a lot of cut marks over her tongue and a massive blood clot there and a hefty bruise on her left ankle. But other than that, she's she's not doing too bad. Uh, for all four of them, uh, we wish them speedy recoveries. And it, it really does highlight that uh, out of those incidents on the weekend, uh, how dangerous this sport that we love so much can be. Um, yeah, it was it was great to see that the horses involved um, were able to, to bounce back up from some of the vision that I saw. Uh, I mightn't have it all 100%, but yeah, it was uh, distressing to see at the time, but all things considered, probably not a bad outcome out of the weekend. Yes, as you said, Tony, we wish them a very speedy recovery, um, and I'm sure it, uh, they'll be bouncing back quickly. They're very tough, and uh, they do a great job. Coming up this week, as you mentioned, Mackay on today. Cairns Tab Program Friday. Tab meeting Saturday for Rocky and Toowoomba. Uh, a shout-out for Townsville next Tuesday because that's the first of the cutest dual qualifiers with the uh, two-year-old and three-year-old duels coming up at Doombin later in March. March 18 is that date. And the non-tabbers on the weekend, it's uh, Home Hill Saturday. It's Justin Roy's Kids Bash Day. And Roma Turf Club back in action for 2023 with their Bendemeer Cup program at Bass 
Jurassic Park on the weekend. And Rob, you were mentioning uh, over the last couple of weeks about ideas that clubs have that other clubs can involve. I've seen on the Roma Turf Club Facebook and Instagram pages, they're treating this weekend as a, if you're new to town, come and meet the locals type race day, which I think is a great idea. Just put it out there on social media that if you have recently moved to you know, whatever area it happens to be or whatever town you happen to be in, the race is a great social event to go out and enjoy a little bit of hospitality and get out and yeah, maybe meet some like-minded people, but just make some new friends. And like we heard with Miles, maybe get on a committee and bring some new ideas to racing, and uh, that'll be uh, well. You'll be well looked after, I'm sure, in a country town. No better way to get involved in them. And uh, Tony, I know there's uh, a fair few good results that came through from the provincials, but I must mention better rain for Tom Smith coming back to that class three at Rocky after the unplaced efforts in the Vaux Rogue at Doom. And Jamie McConaughey got a double also there, but also just super a horse to follow for Nick Walsh as well. It's uh, three wins, three seconds out of six starts. They were just some of the highlights I picked up, but I know you always have a few more. Uh, yeah, uh, treble for... Now, where did I see there was a treble? Les Ross had a, a treble at the Warwick program last uh, Tuesday. Uh, Ryan Wiggins and Bubba Tilly rode doubles at Rocky. Justin Stanley and Jamie McConaughey combined for a double there. Monty Saver and Alicia Donald with doubles at Toowoomba. And a shout-out as well to Mark Hunter and the team at the Kangaroo Island Racing Club with their tab meetings coming up this week with their programs on Thursday and Cup Day on Saturday. Again, Mr Luck, happy anniversary. We've got to fly because commitments are pressing and we're back for show number 861 or whatever it's going to be as we enter our 18th year next week. Yes, and with Roma on this weekend, I noticed Fab's Cowboy in the nominations. We'll be back to report on Bushbeat next week. Email me at barkersnews at optusnet.com.au if you've got any news. And uh, we'll look forward to the 18th year of Bushbeat. Good morning, Tony. Good morning, listeners. If you missed... Good on you, Rob. Thank you for that. Thank you to Rob Luck and Malia Castle and Brett Moody for joining us. And if you missed any of the show today, as always, the podcast goes out on Megaphone. It'll be up on the... Uh, the link will be up on the Radio Tab Twitter feed and also up on the Regional Cast Facebook page. We we'll look forward to catching up with you to talk more country racing next week on Bushbeat.